um, went to the Walmart by my apartment to uh, see if she could get one. And uh, welcome to retrospects. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> well, talking to, we're talking about PS5s. <laughs> so she, so there was a group of like seven people there. They all, like everyone knew they had the console there. So she, she's like, "Hey, are you guys all here for the PlayStation?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, yeah, totally." And I'm like, "Cool." Apparently, they all pissed off the managers. That the managers like, "We're not going to sell these till tomorrow now." And I was just like, "I'm not going to sit here for two and a half hours." seeing if we're going to get a PlayStation at five o'clock at night. Like I was like, you guys piss these managers off by constantly saying like, we know you have them and showing them on the app. And I mean, like, I don't know. It's a whole thing. Be nice to your service workers, guys that are listening. Cause apparently we're all assholes. I got, um, or just I got fired you... today by you... uh, a customer. Oh, <laughs> I was like, did you really? I uh, I uh, got fired by a customer today. Uh, she told me I was fired, and um, that I should I should just leave. And uh, I looked at my 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 fellow manager, and I said, "Is she is she got it? Is that true? I'll, I'll head out." And uh, we both had a nice chuckle at her expense, right in front of her fucking face. Uh, welcome to Retrospects. Um, I believe this is episode fifteen. Um, yeah, we're gonna talk about the most expensive. We got kind of a twofold. We got the most expensive. Game consoles at launch, and then the most expensive games um, that that are that are available now. I tried to originally. I was going to try and talk about like games that were really expensive when they launched, but really the only two worthwhile games are like you know Earthbound, which was came in the really big box and had the 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 guide that came with it. That was like a hundred dollars. I think Chrono Trigger was also a hundred dollars when it launched. And then Steel Battalion, which was an Xbox uh, original game, or was it a 360 game? It was Xbox game? original. It was I like was $250. It was like 250 Yeah, it yeah. came with this giant like tank control that was like a real life. It looks it looks ridiculous. I mean, look it up. It's it's a very silly concept. Are um, you are you guys ready for something really retro? I was working at GameStop when that came out, and the thing came in like a bullet box. I don't think like. When did it? I wonder what, when did that come out? Two thousand five. Let's like see if Justin just rattling off random numbers is correct. <laughs> well, it, it was like two thousand ninety-eight. <laughs> it, it's two thousand four, two thousand five, and no, it no, came you, in like you locked in two thousand. You locked in. I'll, I'll, I'll lock you in two thousand five. Justin, Justin, it's two thousand two, man. Two thousand two. Uh, no, well, well, we hold, call hold on. So, That's... hey, guys, I know Justin is not here very often, but I will say that we call this in the business. Justin confidence. When Justin just so oh, confidently geez. says something with so much <laughs> conviction, I have to give it to him. The man exudes confidence, but he's wrong most of the time. <laughs> That's the only time I ever exude confidence, though. Let's be real here. <laughs> but the, it's crazy because when you when you are right, you don't have the confidence. But when you're wrong, you're just like so. I I, I I'm using this shirt. It's a great. It's a great word, and I don't use it often. But you're so cocksure. About, about yourself I love, it. Sure. <laughs> love it oh justin i'm glad you have you here um but that was really it steel battalion i think costs like 250 bucks uh when it launched it's a ridiculous like it's a big giant control with two giant joysticks it's got like pedals and stuff like that and from what i understand it's it's it didn't get the best of reviews for probably that reason um and it was you know it's a it's a 
The companies that made it were Capcom and some company called Nude Maker. What? <laughs> I love it. I, uh, I don't know anything Nude about Maker? Nude Maker. So uh, let's be real. It's Japanese. It probably it is a Japanese. Rude, it's game. probably Rude Maker. But... Dude, I'm. Not, it says Nude Maker. Nude maker. Nude maker. They have maker. Nude maker. Nude maker. I'm Joe Dirte. Can anybody name? Can anybody name the movie? <laughs> Joe Dirte. Yeah, Joe Dirte. <laughs> they made. They've only made a few. They made Seal Battalion. Seal Battalion um, Two. Seal Battalion Two. <laughs> line of contact. <laughs> and then most recently in 2016, a game. This is just sad sounding. A game called Night Cry. Which is just the new uh, the new Death Cab for Cutie album title as well. So they're well done. <laughs> wow! Night Cry. All right. Then why but are we so slamming I, on Death Cab? <laughs> so okay, the place that I work, it 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 has a radio station. Okay, and we normally just turn that shit down and just play our own music, and and it is what it is. It's way better than that bland radio. But because we're in the middle of a pandemic, we have to you know make sure that the message of sanitization is getting out there at all times. Um, we have to start playing it because, because there's, <laughs> it's not music. It's, it's, it's like, there'll be like a modern song and then like a Christmas song and then like a gin blossom song. What is a gin blossom song? And then, Hey there, Delilah will play. <laughs> and then, and then one of them is that, that one death cat. I can't remember the name, but that one death cat for cutie song that everybody knows. So I heard it like six times today. How many times um, have you heard the Mariah Carey song then? Zero. <sighs> zero. Uh, Nobody now, wants Mariah Christmas Carey anymore. From Wham. That is one that I've heard Ew. quite a bit. Is that who sings that song? I mean, yeah, that, I mean, like, I know Taylor Swift sings your version of it, Justin. But yes, uh, the, <laughs> original version, the original version, the original version is way <laughs> the one so, that you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's I think that's why Death Cab for Cutie came into my head. So, but no, I, I feel I figured it would just be easier if we just talked about um, kind of the most expensive games that are out there in the market now. When we do talk about this, and we'll, we'll know, we're going to do our huge stuff here in a minute, but when we do start talking about that, this is just what people are, are posting on the internet, and it's it's oftentimes you know, complete bullshit. None of this is worth anything unless people put a value to it. So um, just know that this isn't like it's a art. shopping guide. It, what's that? So it's art. Like It's worth nothing until somebody just says arbitrarily, you know what, this is probably worth a lot of money, and then now it's just worth a lot of money. Exactly. That's art. So exactly. Gaming is art. And it's like it right now when you form. see it's like right. I mean, gaming is art 100. percent It's like right now you see people that are selling PlayStation fives, uh, you know, for 1,200 bucks online. Um, like people are being stupid. Of that thing, it's art. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do saw, agree with that. I saw a post. I saw a post that said, uh, uh, "My wife's making me return the PS5 now that she figured out it's not an air purifier." <laughs> oh. oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Love it. So, uh, like we said, welcome to the show. Uh, I think this is episode 15. Uh, I don't have Super Producer Todd here, but we do have uh, Justin joining us for uh, for one of the few occasions. Welcome to the show, oh, Justin. Damn. <laughs> yeah, hey, am I mean, wrong? He's not wrong. wrong. He was here for, he was, to be fair, to be, to fair, be fair, he was here for uh, for our Extra Life, you know, event for, for a few hours, so we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed's here, of course. Uh, we've got Nick here, and we've got Andrew here. Super Producer Todd. Uh, unfortunately, as it kind of has been the last couple of weeks, is is got some new hours he's working with, and uh, so unfortunately he is not here. I don't even think he's listening in in the background. No, so, he's not on. Uh, with that said, 
We are going to get started. Jim, would you like more salt to add to your pretzels? I know. I'm not salty. Hey, I'm not salty. We can record this without him. No, no, I'm talking about Justin. Oh, Justin. (laughs) You went after him. (laughs) Justin, you good? Yeah, I'm fine. I I actually have a game, but it's not retro that I wanted to talk about because. Well, this is the perfect. This is the perfect opportunity because we're going to talk about what games have you been playing. What? And in your case, if you haven't been playing it, Justin, what games have you been thinking about playing? Um, so I have been playing something, and I'm not happy it, because it goes with the topic of tonight's freaking podcast. Go for it, uh, Just Custer's Last again. Revenge. Got it. <laughs> Jesus. Why is that our go-to game? I feel like Nick keeps bringing that game yeah, up. Yeah, Nick is the one that brings that up the most. When was a, when have I ever brought up Are you the kidding? greatest game I, I thought first off, I thought it was just called Custer's Revenge, not Gre- oh, Last Revenge. Yeah, just Custer's Revenge. I, I think you're right. And yeah, the fact that bad. I know that it's ooh, up there. Ooh, that's I remember... some gym confidence right there. I remember I feel like reading like an article, or maybe I read it in a magazine of like the history of AO games, AO rated games. And that was always like the predis like the, the proto AO game. What so I think that's why I know Whatever that game as well. As you, like, read, you weren't reading it for the article. I think it was uh, Game Informer. I think it was like either that or well, and this. Well, ooh, I want to do an episode on this magazine because it was a weird magazine. Uh, GMR magazine. Oh it god, it was Gamer. Gamer yeah. magazine yeah. resource. No, what's that? The one that uh, GameStop had before. No, they EB bought... Games. Was it EB Games had it? Yeah, it was okay. EB Games. So, I don't know if you know this, but I have every issue of GMR Magazine. Wow, what a waste of paper. Uh, <laughs> it, is, it is at my parents' house, but yes, I have every issue of GMR Magazine. I liked it more than That's I liked Game Informer, because it didn't it didn't seem just like a kiss-ass magazine like Game Informer does. Uh, so, what, the zine? <laughs> well, well to, to be fair, Game Informer is owned by GameStop, so yeah. they need to kiss as much ass as possible right now. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Like, please stop firing our editors. I still get. <laughs> I think their editors walk out and quit. You still get Game Informer? Who still has a GameStop Edge card in 2020? I don't have a GameStop <laughs> card, but I think Nick gets Game Informer too. <clears throat> oh, dang, well, he got okay, called so out. <laughs> here's the thing: I haven't gotten Game Informer in like the last year because uh-huh. I have not gone to a GameStop. I mean, yeah, neither have I. So, but the next Just time like everybody go else. to a GameStop, they're going to be like, would you like to re-sign up? And I'll be like, oh, I guess. Oh, Justin, you need to re-sign up for your Parts of Nobleman for ship so I can use it more. Oh, oh I thought it was still re-signed up. Is it not? No, I went... <laughs> So, I used I used Justin's phone number for Barnes & Noble shit all the time, and I went there like, um, I think like maybe a month or so ago, and I went to buy uh, something, and... Uh, I was like, yeah, my phone number is this. It should, should be Justin Light Body. That's me. <laughs> and, That's me. And they were like, oh, you've lapsed. Do you want to renew it? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> let me think Thanks about for that, Jim. <laughs> I, I got to sleep on that. <laughs> it's it's so, up there with, um. so there's a story that's after the podcast. I lost that and I lost something else that was being paid for through the same <sighs> like means. And I got a bill for one of them yesterday, and I'm just like, shit. Well, that <laughs> <clears throat> that free ride ended. All right, go for it. Your game. Sorry, man. Um, so before Friday, it was Chromebook on now. Destiny two, because I got back into that with. Did you? Last okay, Light. let me ask Destiny you a question. You. 
were you able to get your character over? Because Jeff yes. is really salty about that. Yes. Daddy have, Ranting Media himself is really upset about that. I have my I have my original character from Destiny 1 on my PS4 on my PC right now. <clears throat> so that's been fun. And then um, I'm juggling between Doom Eternal and Doom 2. Microphone muted. Just because I've been on a Doom kick after Doom Eternal went on Game Pass for PC. Yeah, it's so great. I'm so happy you're good. Andrew, tell, <laughs> tell us why you're salty. So Microphone I activated. was so excited to get like this PC all built up and ready to go. This, this is before the, the graphics card, mind you. Uh, but uh, it was during the spring sales of Steam, and Doom Eternal went on sale Microphone for like muted. Microphone I think activated. $30. I want to say it was about $30. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. Half off? That's like got to be the best time to buy this game. <laughs> and both Nick and Ed told me straight up and down, do not buy that game right now. I, I Just remember wait. them saying that too. I, I remember that. Yeah. Just looking at how 2016 kept going. Like, yeah, it went half off, not almost immediately, but like, it got great reviews. It's just. It I don't think anybody was buying it. And then. Uh, it went down to like twenty bucks, and then not fifteen bucks, and then I mean now you can find it for like ten bucks. I got, I got it for five. Jeez, I remember. Jesus. But uh, so I got. Oh, you got it for, for... But Justin. How much did you pay for that game? <sighs> Which game? Twenty sixteen. Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal. Doom how Eternal? much did you have to pay? <laughs> um, fourteen ninety nine a month, but paid for for <laughs> through my job for. 2022. Oh, God, I hate it so I will much. Say this. I will say this. Um, I may not pay 60 for it, and I was talking to my girlfriend about it. It is definitely a solid, like, $20 purchase. Like, if it were ever to go on sale on Steam for 20 again, I'd probably pick it up. Man, There's something... it's, it's like it's like a big game of the year contender. It's not... You don't think it's worth the 60 There's things about it that I don't like. It's mostly the platforming elements that they added in. I'm not what? a fan of What? It. That's yes. like the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some hardcore platforming. Really? First yeah. person platforming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is awful. It, 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 oh. pulls me out of the, it pulls me out of the action that Doom 2016 put me into, but Love that I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's. I will say the reason for it, though, is because you're supposed to be more run and gun during any of your firefights. Yes. You know, so it kind of builds this this almost like knee-jerk reaction yeah yeah and momentum uh that you're supposed to be just moving around you know shooting things you know swinging on the the, the olympic bar is like a gymnast <laughs> you know I, that's the one i always get like a big guy in a suit of armor moving around like some kind of uh gymnast doing flips in the air that that picture yeah the flippy, flippy shit, shit right <laughs> <laughs> Tim Cornette's mad somewhere. All right, yeah. that's a wrestling but, reference. But, I mean, Andrew, like the old saying goes, all good things come to those who wait. Uh, no, no, the good saying is never pay full price for shit. And I never I'm... pay full <laughs> price for well, wise well, man. You, you didn't pay wise full price for say, it, but never pay full price for pizza. Uh, it is uh, never pay full no price for uh, yeah, it's something like that. It's like yeah. pizza. Oh sure. My goodness. sure, Justin. But yeah, Andrew, <laughs> you still didn't pay full price, and you still wound up paying more. 
I know, I know. <laughs> and you're technically paying for it again. I know. Because you can get it. <laughs> I, I'm not going to download it, though. I'm not downloading it. Uh, I already got it. I'm already, so at least I'm not going to pay for it with data. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's uh, got a costume. No, yeah. Everything's a got a price. You might have to if you run More into wrestling the references. awful thing that happened to me, though. What, what happened, happened to you? you? Uh, my oh, hard yeah. drive crashed with oh, yeah. all of my retro game ROMs. Oh, no. Like, and it was for damn near every console, PS2 and under. Oh, man, you just got all that, too. Five terabytes worth of shit. What happened? Oh, it just just decided to not want those things on it. Like, I'm still trying to figure out, but it it looks like it was not hard drive failure, but like a connection failure with, with it to the hard drive, like to the motherboard. And it just... Decided to start deleting things all willy nilly. So, yeah, I gotta, I gotta redown, I gotta reacquire all that stuff. Eighteen, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta buy five terabytes worth of video games again. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I have to do. I have to <laughs> like go to the stores and uh, get the consoles and the. Uh, you gotta go to KB Toys cartridges and upload those into my computer they might have a good sale at uh eckerd's maybe oh no uh, <laughs> i was thinking about just going to the bargain bin at rite aid there you go there you go uh oh. maybe wieners would have some oh. wieners that's Do you not know wieners place. That's no. not a place. Yes, it is. No, Wieners is a place. One hundred percent a place. If you are original H Town, you know Wieners. I have no original H Town. I don't know what Wieners is. Uh, really Sometimes works. it's the best place. <laughs> the only person that has an excuse not hearing about Wieners is Ed. Uh, I mean, I've heard about Wieners. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. So really, we yeah. uh, there was one. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be a Californian here on this type of podcast. There was one over on uh, where the Steinmart is now on uh, Friar Road. The Steinmart? The Steinmart. Oh, oh, the famous Steinmart. (laughs) The singular Steinmart, you know. Travel cities just to get to that Steinmart. (laughs) Actually, I think Steinmart recently went out of business, so I guess not. I guess not. The Steinmart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Ed, what have you been playing lately? Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. uh... As good as, as good as they say it is? Uh, okay, so this is... It, Story I, of a girl. Okay. I enjoy... Shut the... <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I enjoy it, but it's very much in the uh, Ubisoft formula of open world action games. So it's kind of like Assassin's Creed, pre-Origins. Nice. But I will say this: it is it is very very enjoyable to have like uh, the standoff feature in there. Sometimes you don't want to do stealth and you just want to go batch it crazy and chop some motherfuckers up with a katana. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> it is really cool. And the one thing that does not get boring or old for me, at least, is just sheathing your sword. Oh yeah, because <laughs> oh, yeah. you literally have a button to do that. 
Yeah, it's so fucking satisfying. I don't know why. Microphone muted. It's is like it... it's like hearing the thunk from Kratos' axe coming back from you in God of War. It, my favorite Microphone is activated. when you finish with the fight and he like flicks the blade and all the blood comes off. See, I like the, the one blade. where he I like the one where he wipes it on his sleeve. Like oh yeah, where he flexes and wipes it off like that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm trying to get it done before uh, you know something drops this week that will take up all my time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what that could be because uh, all I know is there's some vaporware that's gonna, gonna <laughs> be see through and never happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've seen it. I've held it. It's yeah, it's not vaporware. It's at the stores now. Wait, wait, wait. You've seen it and held it, so you opened it up and then put it in a console <laughs> to make sure that it's not just a fucking graham cracker inside of shapes. Like, I'm going to buy the console version. Get your head out of your ass. Uh, I, I, I'm going to tell you right now. I, Justin, I, will... I don't think your computer can handle that thing, dude. I've already... I've already... I'm not playing on my Mac anymore. And it's fucking Jim is telling you that. <laughs> terrible Jim is telling you that. Yeah, Mr. Uh, my Chromebook over here. Oh, I love my new Chromebook. <laughs> Man, you can check so many Facebook posts. No, Jim, sign up for Stadia. They need people. <gasps> oh, <laughs> man. No, that deal is over. That promotion, I tried to. It's over. <laughs> I totally was going to do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying oh, sign had, up in general. I had an experience doing this Chromebook, by the way. <laughs> I just want to oh. say, I like how he's giving me shit about my uh, gaming computer. When straight up, I think right now in terms of specs, I have one that's slightly more powerful than his. I to be that fair, to be completely fair, I gotta, I gotta talk to Todd. I would have no idea. <laughs> I don't. I, I I'm gonna say that because because I've seen some of the stuff that that he's playing on Steam. I've seen him pop up. I've seen the name. I've seen the games. He might be able to run it, just not amazingly. Not the same um, way and that. Also, yeah, not I, RTX yeah. high. Not like, running. Like, I don't have an RTX card, so I'm not going to have ray tracing. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Not like, not talking, like me and Nick. We're going to be running RTX high. I'm going to be running at a ten. Ta- card, like sit down. <laughs> oh, you I'm going to be running it at 1440p at 60 frames per second, smiling my happy little ass off that's, that it's on high settings. That's good. Because it that's beats good. that setting. That's Wait, all I wanted. Nick, did did you wind up getting the card? No. Oh, okay. Oh, he's not. talking to me that I just got the card, so I need to... Yeah. Yeah. No, I got it. I got it. <laughs> it what the fuck it, are you talking it, it about? Looks, it looks really great in my case. I'm looking at it right now. That's Man, look at that. <laughs> like he's, no, I... he's rolling up in this Honda Civic with suicide <laughs> doors. He's like, man, this <laughs> I just want to sit here and admit, though, that you're sitting here talking shit about you see what I'm playing. Fucking Total Annihilation and Command and Conquer 3 are really requiring an RTX 3080 why'd here, guys. On, why'd you buy that on Steam? You know it's Bro. on phones now. Bro, you know, I'm trying to defend you. You know that, right? You know that? You know, I was trying to be on your side. Because he hasn't seen your Steam history. I'm just trying to fucking play the game here. But all right, pal. Yeah, I'll throw you under that bus. Oh, yeah, you can't fucking to, run it. Watch his Steam history. Let's see what's up. Oh, oh guys. You know what we should do when the game finally drops? Let's let's take a screenshot and send it to everyone of what our settings actually are. Oh, yeah. Justin. <laughs> no, 
No, it's got to be a video because oh, yeah, I yeah. can take a screenshot and that's say, true. this still image is how I'm playing it. No. That's true. Yeah, you're right. You're right. A video with an FPS counter showing what oh. we have. Yeah. Justin. Oh. Done deal. Done deal. I want to, I want to, I can't wait to fucking plug in this TV, show my PS2 and go, is this good? <laughs> <laughs> is this good? Is this right? Play my setup, dog. <laughs> You're the man now, dog. Oh man, yeah, no. Uh, I-, I will say that I don't get to play it at an optimal way because I don't have anything more than sixty frames on a monitor. So, yeah, same here. Same. <sighs> Nick, you don't, you don't need more uh, than sixty no, frames. I got one twenty. I know you've got one twenty. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Your TV's native one twenty. Yep. Nice. <laughs> Yep, yep. Nice to have 120 and an RTX 2070 graphics card. Mm. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm all right. <laughs> Dude, so Ed, are you, are, Ed, are you playing anything else? <laughs> uh, I mean, just payday with these two chuckle fucks. Any? Did you oh, get anything on the autumn Steam sale? Uh, I got a couple of things. I don't even remember what it was, to be honest. It was it was kind of a, a lackluster sale, right? It kind of was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kinda, let me let me see. I'm, Did I'm you get the last right of waifus? Wait, what? <laughs> what about what about <laughs> waifu stranding <laughs> or waifu redemption? Oh, Todd had said something. Hold on, Todd had said something earlier that he was he was trying to make a game, and it the it it made me chuckle. Hold on. Uh, of what okay. it was called. Okay, so uh, real quick, I, I'm actually in the process of making my PS4 just fucking like useless. So I wound up rebuying Dishonored, all of them, Left oh, 4 no. Dead, both of them, uh, Hala Miami, both of them. Nice. And, yeah, I got those. And <laughs> uh, Homefront: The Revolution because it was like five bucks. Really? I couldn't get through it. I hope you can. Good. I, I, I was. I actually enjoyed it while I was playing it, and then you know, shit the game, where it's like the game. Oh, Todd, here's another the one. game Todd wants to make real quick is Katawana Sujo Two: The Second Coming. Is <laughs> <laughs> coming spelled C U M? I mean, yeah. You, you you didn't have to say it out loud. <laughs> we <laughs> <No>. got it. <laughs> we got the joke. Yeah. But. Uh, Circle back, the gem of all of the things that I bought during the sale, Fight of Gods. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did talk about that. Yeah. Fight of the Gods? I've never heard of No, no, Fight of Gods. Oh. What? What what entails this game? Oh, okay. Let me me share what this game is. It is a fighting game. As you all know, I am a, a... you're the best of the You're the best, games. yes, we know. I'm not the best. Andrew's a close fifth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it has you picking religious deities and fighting with them. No, oh, way. hold on. Can, okay, cause it, I gotta, I because I gotta ask no offense to any of our, our listeners of 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 this uh, this belief system. Is is there a Muhammad? Uh, no, there is not. Oh, cowards! <laughs> yeah, but... it sounds like it, uh, Jim. You should be making that game with with that character. Can I make it with my Chromebook? <laughs> oh God, yeah, sure. Go for yeah, it. Try a text adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's holy quite, shit! This looks quite, amazing. It's quite hilarious seeing uh, 
Santa's alternate color, Black Santa, just <laughs> dancing as his like fighting pose. There's a sequel where you fight his animals too. What the fuck, man? What? What? Yeah, there's what? a sequel called Fight of Animals. What? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, it's coming soon. Oh, I they got the buff animals. Yeah. Working off Why is this like PS2 movies? graphics though? Because it looks amazing. Because <laughs> it's an indie. Yeah, you think yeah, that cool. AAA uh studio is gonna do fight of gods yeah right yeah. well ubisoft right? i just love thinking that jesus is just like some ripped fucking dude just beating the shit out of people yeah, like like jesus dragon punching buddha is awesome like please tell me like buddha has like e honda type moves <laughs> i don't think he does i i've uh-huh. only i've only played like a, a few matches in it because, again, Ghost of Tsushima started taking up my time. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, like, this game is just... It, it's hilarious because of what it is. It It, it is... Uh, I've seen gameplay of it, and, yeah, it is... Because the, they all have, like, special moves that you can do as well. Like, you yeah. know... Yeah, and, oof. I, Moses has a uh, move where he uh, parts the sea on everybody. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. So, yeah. It, it's great. Oh, hell yeah. I'm watching some video of this, and it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> we had some kind of super producer to show video. Oh, of, my uh, God. You want me to live stream? I'll live stream. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We're fine. No, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to get, get guilty I mean, about like, this. <laughs> just like, you know, uh, Fight of Gods. And the other religions is best left to the imagination. Exactly. <laughs> Great. Good yeah. stuff. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's basically what I've been doing. Andrew, what you yes. been playing? Uh, okay. Well, so Persona Five Progress Checkup. Oh my god! Uh, All right. How, how are we doing? Oh god, got fellas. It is it is a tough fight. I'm gonna tell you right now. I it's the last boss still. Can't do it. I'm sitting there for 30, 40 minutes, and then he does one move, and it's a team wipe. And it's like, cool, man. Do you so, have any Phoenix Downs? No, no, you don't use Phoenix Downs. That's Give me the different... Blackhawk Downs? No, no. no. Do you use the power oh. of friendship? <laughs> oh, God. It's a JRPG. Uh, so we started Did playing for some... trap cards? No, we started playing <laughs> Persona 4. Golden. Damn it. <laughs> oh, I'm hoping wait. somebody I'm, says I'm gonna... 3. I'm gonna play it, Andrew. I'm you need, that, you need to have Senzu beans. Oh damn it! All of y'all. <laughs> go I'll ahead, play Persona Andrew, sorry, 3, please. Uh, the, the, these little, these nice little nuggets of jokes—they're so great. They're so good. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, Persona 4 Golden. Yeah, we started playing that, and uh, it really makes me miss Persona 5. Because if you screw up a boss fight, start back over from your last save, pal. There ain't no just, uh, you know, start back the fight all over again. It's go through that slog one more time. And it's like, oh. so, yeah, it, it, you got to remember what that was like PS2, PS3. That game. Persona 3 was, yeah, PS2. But it was mainly a PS3 game. Yeah. You gotta, well, no, 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 because you got to keep no, in mind, Persona 4 was PS2. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and and then Golden, you know, obviously it was Vita and stuff like that. But yeah, 
Yes. Persona 4 Golden is is definitely on my fucking long long list of games to to try and get through but now that now that my time is a little more sensitive than it has been I uh I just I feel I now I feel worried that I won't be able to get to those long long games. Yeah. Try rubbing some ointment on your time. <laughs> oh, all right. So the other thing that I've I've been kind of playing uh is uh Need for Speed Heat. Uh, I've been trying to get through that. What? It is. It, it looks awesome. It, it's so it's it looks really pretty. I because I, I wanted a game that was going to try to push my graphics hard a little bit, and uh, it, it's it's pretty, but it is does not play like any Need for Speed. Like because I haven't really played a Need for Speed since like Underground. I would say that'd be the, oh, okay. the yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's wildly different. Oh, it's it's. So incredibly different, and and then is it is it uh, more simulation than it is like like fun racing game? No, it's still it's still arcade racer. It's just okay, I, and that's the kind of racing I like is the arcade racers, not yeah the like simu like Forza. Yeah. I respect yeah, Forza. I respect Forza, and like those game, I get why those games exist, but like I want some like ridiculousness with my racing game. Yeah, That's no. why they released Forza Horizon, which is a lot more it can be it simulation, is. but it's a lot more arcadey. Yeah. Like I don't want I don't want like I drive a Volkswagen Golf. I don't want like my first vehicle to be a fucking Volkswagen Golf. <laughs> like uh, I, I can get a Volkswagen Golf. I mean it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so um but yeah no it's it's a pretty game. Uh the the mechanics of it just take a lot of getting used to. I'm I'm not used to the way that they want to do drifting now. I keep doing drifting like I'm playing like Mario Kart or something, where you know you you you, you do the break car to hop and then <laughs> yeah yeah a side skirt. Well, like because I I know you're supposed to you know move, turn with uh, against the turn right you know yeah so like if it's a right turn you move the stick left kind of thing right just to kind of keep that angle but yeah it. it you, it doesn't hold every time I'm playing it. I'm a real, and I'm like, I don't get it. So um, the but other thing that I blood, Andrew. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's funny that you uh, mentioned that. I was, because... I was like, I was like, I'm going to say that, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to say it. it it's very you. funny. It's very funny because uh, there is either there is no custom character customization. It's just choose between these people, uh, and mm. it's either it's either I lean very hard Mexican or I lean very hard uh, Asian. So <laughs> it doesn't. You don't mean work. they have a very common Mexican Asian hybrid in the game? They, they, Actually, they I think they do have a Filipino character. I did not find a Filipino character. <laughs> you, you, you show me. You, you show me where that Filipino character is. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it, it, it's fun. It's just it's a good way to kind of, uh, you know, just kill some time and you do something mindless. Uh, I like that the cars have like what I keep calling. Uh, their light level, because they they for some reason they kind of grade the card uh, the cars from like a hundred and fifty to whatever it is, and it always feels like it's like the 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 light levels from Destiny, you know. So if I go to a race, if I go to a race, it's like oh you got to be a hundred and eighty, and it doesn't really say hundred eighty what. So I'm just like oh I got to be a hundred eighty light level. Got it. <laughs> that's some jrpg shit right there score. light level <laughs> <laughs> no no that's destiny 2 pal oh, okay yeah, it's, it's, it's freaking stupid but like the i'm glad that you told me that you are playing that now let, let's let's race up because i still got it on ps4 so oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. but i really wish i had pulled the trigger on getting hot pursuit re- remastered 
yeah. that is the game that you're looking for. I love Hot Pursuit. Uh, for the oh, I love Hot Pursuit. Like yes. a good feeling racing game. Hot Pursuit and 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 uh, Midnight Club Dub Edition. That that those are those are the two games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not split second, so I don't care. But, <laughs> when I say Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered, it's not a remaster of Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. It's a remaster of Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. What? Not. I got it. Like two Need for Speed. I get it. Oh, 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 I got it. A remaster of the later one, oh. not the former one. I'm so sorry. Why did I do this? Why did I feed into that joke? <laughs> It's like oh, saying I you should go play Resident Evil 2. One, but I, oh, no. one. I hate it. But <laughs> it's a remaster of the latter one, so it's, it's actually better. Jesus. Uh, Trust me, there's, I, I got some graphs I, need, I can show you. Oh, I'm, I'm good. Well, Jim, uh, what have you been playing? Okay. Oh, wait, no, Nick hasn't been no, we Yeah, go ahead. Nick. I, I, don't, Nick. I don't need to go last. <laughs> Nick can uh, go last. No, no, no. Jim, Jim. What what have you been playing? Say that again. What, what switch game have you been playing? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, so okay. I've been playing Deus Ex. <laughs> because, Deus Ex still. <laughs> well, I I've been playing uh, Deus Ex: Human Revolution, and I just finished today uh, Mankind Divided, the second of the newest Deus Exes, mm-hmm. and. You know, just to wet my whistle for my uh, human augmentation uh, palette that should be coming in about a week. (laughs) It won't. won't. (laughs) Not until I'm 30 minutes into that game, playing it on my computer, will I go, this is real. (laughs) first 30 minutes aren't real. (laughs) (laughs) Until then. Like, like you realize the first 30 minutes is just going to be you like, well, what? Hairstyle? <laughs> no, it's gonna be what long size? No, no, yeah, I was gonna see what, what dick pew, size do I want to make? Color? Do I want to use? Yeah. <laughs> what he's gonna be right. He's gonna be typing up an pubes. email. He's gonna be typing up an email with CD Project Red. Why can't I have a split dick? <laughs> I want. I, mean, I want a flayed dick. <laughs> I want it like a cobra, where it's it's two and they can move opposite of each other. I want to be able to shift the gears of my car with it. I want it like a hedgehog where it's like corkscrewed. <laughs> I thought that was ducks. I thought that was, thought that yeah, was a that pig's was tail. I thought that was geese, specifically. <laughs> Why do we all know that this much about <laughs> animal <laughs> genitalia? <laughs> I mean, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> because if it's different from us, we have to know about it. And we have to retain it to memory. Know your competitors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that took a turn. Some animals, some animals have like built-in rib for his pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. There was like a Reddit post I saw some time ago on like R Funny, and it was it might have been like a week, two weeks ago or something, but it was in a, a guy in a museum, and he took a picture of. I forget what kind of whale, but they have on display a whale penis, and uh, it's as tall as this gentleman. So remember oh, that, I, folks. I think I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. No, it was a post of like them putting just a, a whale schlong in a giant case, and like you could stand next to it and been like, I mean, it's not that big. 
<laughs> this uh, this episode of Retrospects is brought to you by the movie Blackfish. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's this just racist. Sponsored by him. <laughs> 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 no need to feel like you need to compete with animals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jim, you kind of went a little far there. Just because they're black doesn't mean that they automatically have huge... Oh, wow. God <laughs> damn it. Ed. Ed All right. Ed wins. Ed wins it. <laughs> Bits over. It's done. Cut it. <laughs> cut, cut the stream. I've also been playing Payday, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That has been fun. <laughs> Good to know. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, did everybody get Left 4 Dead 2? Oh, yeah. I bought Left 4 Dead 2. So I can't wait to, to play that. Yeah. <laughs> I did as well. How did awesome. we put mods in that about? game? I thought we got past <laughs> Left 4 Dead 2. <laughs> Left 4 Dead 2? What are you talking about? No, we're playing <laughs> we Left 4 Dead 2 Episode 2. Oh, my God. It's you must have hit your head real hard. We're still playing Left 4 Dead 1. <laughs> Jim, it's 2008 really... again. <laughs> Jim, you should really be getting on in that payday with us, man. Uh, He's not going about, to. I'll, all right, all right. It, we make it fun. I, yeah, you did. You, I yes, the most fun part it. about playing that game was playing it with you guys. Yes, I, the game see, sucked a bag of fucking dicks. But... See, see, but you also were playing it on a console where you couldn't mod the hell out of it. Oh God, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> were y'all oh, yeah. playing it on PC when I was playing it on PlayStation? No. No, 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 no. We were on console. Oh, okay. Then. We were y'all dumped console, it down for. Now, okay, gotcha. It well, no. Now we do play it on PC, and with the mods and everything, it's a much better experience. Yeah, you can tailor <laughs> to yourself. We can even help help get you some mods in there. Oh, for sure. And it's going to make it so much better. Like you so can have much better. Different, different uh, posters, different flags, di- different guns, oh, guns, just sounds. Changed. Change body, body pillows. <laughs> Wait, like do different HUDs and everything. Different to make hugs. The game oh, okay. No, uh, HUDs like heads up displays. Mm-hmm. Got like it. They have this one called Sydney HUD based off oh. of the worst character in Payday. There's the Wolf HUD. Oh, yeah. There's Wolf HUD. Oh, yeah. There's Fox Wolf HUD. HUD. Meme uh, HUD. Uh, meme HUD. That's one I currently use. Uh, Sound like Bubba rattling off shrimp names. Yeah, but then there's also minimalist HUD, which you might be able to uh, uh, work. It, if anybody could work it most, it'd be Jim. It's just yeah, it's not a I, lot of not a lot of payday two stuff in your face. You know, it's just you and the game. Highly customizable, so yeah. Yeah, I think just... I think I think Jim would actually like appreciate the aesthetics <laughs> of it too because it's like oh yeah, it's modernized, but it also has like a little bit of a like you know retro throwback in there. Oh, yeah. oh it does have a little bit of retro. Yeah, you're right. So it's like yeah, it's pretty cool. Like I tried it out once, and then I was like, uh, yeah, this is <laughs> this is all right. So I'm looking at Left 4 Dead 2 mods, and it's all just you playing as anime girls. What's up with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know oh, the fucking yeah. fucking four chan just mods everything now. Um, oh, absolutely. What I've been yeah, playing makes it better. <laughs> uh, I I beat Undertale. I, I I beat it in like the three days. Um, I did not think that a game would have that much of an emotional effect on me, but uh, after uh, after Firewatch, but no, Undertale's very good. I know that game's not new. Uh, it's fairly old at this point. 
nice. but I enjoyed it. Emotional effect after you did your genocide run. I didn't do a genocide run. I did a pacifist run. If you if you've never played Undertale, uh, there's there's like different versions of of the ending and and things that you can get. There's a pacifist run where basically you you don't hit or combat with anything. You kind of just you Be maneuver more. around everything. Then there's I think there's like a middle one where like you it's like a normal RPG where you you do some damage and everything. But then there's one genocide mode where you fucking just annihilate everybody when where they stand. And it causes you to have different endings to the game. Apparently, the best ending was the uh, was the pacifist ending. I, I would like to go back and watch kind of the differences between them. I'm sure that video exists somewhere on YouTube. You should play um, the gen- genocide one. That the boss just play the whole thing. Great. I mean, it took it took me about six hours to go through the whole game. I don't know if anybody else has ever played that game, but it's it was it wasn't very long. Um, no, you know what you should play next? Delta Rune. I. It's the same guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's it on? Everything. Everything? Okay. I might, I mean, I don't know. But really, what I've been spending most of my time since I've beat Ease 8 now uh, is I is started... Gonna, is he going to say it? Is he going to say it? Yakuza! Yeah. No. What do you think I was going to say? One. Oh, just a certain game that you held from Todd for a while. <laughs> oh, Ring Fit Adventure. Yeah, we talked about that. I it's it's oh my god that my legs. I it's 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 that's the worst part. I think my legs. You got to power through it, man. Trust me, it's the worst part. You got. Like, you, I can do the the strength stuff. Oh god, G- the legs. Give it give it ten days. Just keep at it. You'll be fine. I have been, man. I have been, but no, I've been, I've been. I got a. I literally dug my PlayStation Four out of like a closet because <laughs> I thought I was done with it. I truly thought I was done with it. But then I just kept hearing how awesome Yakuza like, like a Dragon is. I have never played a Yakuza game. I've never... They seemed boring as shit. Um, what made me like kind of pay attention to it was they had New Japan characters in one of the games. Right, Andrew? Yeah, uh, Yakuza 6. Six. Uh, so, Song of Life. So yeah, so that was like, oh, oh, okay, this is interesting. But then they came out with Yakuza 7, Like a Dragon. I'm like... 30 hours into it. Um, I just... Is, are, are any of you guys playing this or have played it or tried it out? Me. Actually, I have it coming in on Monday. Okay. So there is a there's a mini game within the game that's not so mini, but basically... And I won't, I won't spoil anything, but basically you run a confectionery company. And <laughs> you are like the CEO of it. And it's it's what everybody is complaining about. I got addicted to it. I got it, and I've already beat that aspect of the mini game. And it ha- and I'm like in chapter five. I was reading where most people were when they beat that part, and they're like in chapter like thirteen, which there's only fifteen chapters in it. Hmm. I have so much. I have millions upon millions of yen now in the game, and I'm in chapter like five. Bucks. Yeah. so Um, i just want to get you to know that like the great thing about yakuza games is the shit that people don't like is usually the shit that's been like they'll come back and they'll say like oh yeah we'll make that not so shitty in the next one like there was a chicken mini game in like five that apparently makes a return in seven Oh, I haven't I haven't that, gotten to that aspect yet, but I can tell you I'm a I'm, as you, as if anybody's listening to this knows I'm a huge JRPG guy. 
Uh, I love turn-based combat, and this was like the first Yakuza game that has turn-based combat. And so, and I, you know, I, I did research because I don't like jumping into games like in the middle of their long story arcs and stuff like that. So it, it's apparently, it's got an entire new cast that has like some throwback, I'm sure, to the series. But um, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. It is it is by far and away, and we, we might do an episode where we talk about games of the year and stuff like that. But it... um. It definitely is my game of the year, like for sure. I didn't play a ton of games this year that were new, um, but as far as games that I've played, it's the best game that I've played, including all the retro games that I've played. Um, it's been so much fun. It's hilarious. I've laughed my ass off at a lot of it, and it does make me want to go back and play some of the Yakuza games that I just never have played. Uh, well, um, that I know in Drew. Good. They are very different games. And that's mm-hmm. yeah, and that's what worries me. Turn kind of because thing. people who people who like turn based games love this game but don't really like the other ones. And a lot of like hardcore Yakuza fans hated this game. Um it is a very different game. So But I, I See, and that's what's the- weird. As a fan of like entire series, I love this one. I think it's I think it's just as awesome. fun as the other ones. Yeah, I've had a blast. I uh, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, def- I definitely don't regret wasting that or spending that much time doing that uh, that mini game for as hours upon hours upon hours. Oh, somebody's not muted. <laughs> no, no, it's okay, it's okay. Um, I've haven't been because I was like, they were like, I was watching a YouTube video and they were like, hey, do the. The in the the CEO mini game as quickly as you possibly can. So I was like, all right. I thought maybe it would take me a couple hours. No, it, it took me a couple of days to get through that game to get through that mini game. And basically, it's you running a business. You're buying property. You're selling property. You're hiring people. You're firing people. You're literally assigning people specific roles that might have different abilities. It's it's super minute and super micro. Um, but it's if if you are that type of person that just likes to see these tiny little mechanics come together and make this giant thing work, it's a it's it's pretty addicting and a lot of fun. So, and again, it's what everybody's least favorite parts of the game is, but it's it was so far has been so much fun and it's been my favorite. Okay, so because it's a life simulator within this ridiculous game, that's why people yeah. didn't like it. You thought I wouldn't like it? No, no, I'm saying like that's why people that's people's gripes on it. It's it's fucking real life. In this it, ridiculous it, exa- game, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's very much like this is how a business runs. You have to think about these things, and you know, make your employees happy. You have to do shareholder meetings, like, and the shareholder meetings are are just like, here's our financial report, and it's like how you present your financial report. Then it's you answer stockholder questions, and when you first start out, everybody hates you, and you have to apologize, and the apologies are ridiculous. Um, it's the most, and there are commercials you can get, you have to buy commercial space and then they show you the commercials and they're the most Japanese things you've ever seen. And it's, it's just so much fun. I, I, (laughs) I recommend everybody playing this game. If you're, if you're listening to us and you're purely like, I'm a retro gamer, I, I can't tell you enough. Try and find a way to, to play this game because it is so much fun. Um, yeah, so that's what, uh. That's what we've been playing the last couple of weeks. I know it's been a bit. We did a side quest last last time, so it's been a bit since a, an actual retrospects episode. But not to not to spend too much time on a, on kind of retro gaming news, uh, other than 
Super Super Nintendo World has opened in uh, in or is opening, is opening next yes. year yeah. in Japan in February, I believe. Allegedly, um, yeah. If you alleged exactly, exactly. If you haven't seen it's it's uh, February fourth. If you haven't seen the videos that have come out with it, um, and if you are like a true retro gamer, this game or this <laughs> this place looks awesome. It's you know, I've I want to go to Japan very badly, and this is just another thing for me to want to go to Japan for. It looks like so much fun, you know, AR Mario Kart roller coasters. Um, it, it it just looks awesome. Everything that you would want it to be if you're a hardcore Mario fan or Nintendo person. It's it's a lot of fun. I'm uh, sorry, I need to I need to ask like AR Mario Kart roller coaster. So explain. You, you have a a rail an on rail Mario Kart kind of thing and you have these glasses these goggles that you can put on uh and you're supposed to be able to interact with things while on the ride Mm -hmm. uh you know from what i saw it's like they took that uh that new mario kart like track thing that you can buy and they've made it like a roller coaster yeah so okay so you're you're still on a rail Okay, but you're actually like on a ride, or you're just like sitting in a chair and looking at a screen. You're on a ride. You're on a ride. You're on a ride. There's video of it out there. You should you should check it out. Okay, I won't. It's but okay. (laughs) I'm never going to Japan. I've kind of like thrown that dream out the window by now. So yeah, we could all go to Japan. Uh, Are you allowing American visitors right now? (laughs) Well, okay, okay. Whenever this is over, still be open in like. We yeah. don't know that. <laughs> it's but it's oh, Universal Studios. The, this whole virus there's one coming over? to Florida next year. For weeks. No, there's not. <laughs> yeah, it's coming to Florida in like 2021 or 2022. But actually, no that 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 kind of tracks because it's a universal thing. But uh, I I still fact check it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, just in confidencing it right now. I, I was I was looking at it a couple of days ago. That's why I was like, "Oh, it is coming to Florida. Cool, because I want to go." Dream that you had? Uh, um, yes. I, I I'm looking at an article right now in uh, Super Nintendo World at Universal Epic Universe Overview and History page. Last updated December first, twenty twenty. So it is saying that there would be something like that. Um, it isn't saying when, <laughs> but it's. Uh, the Super Nintendo World will be open of what appears to be four lands of the Epic Universe. The upcoming theme park is currently being built down in Orlando's uh, brand new South Campus. So, huge. so it's just going to be, but it's just going to be a, a part of Universal Studios. Yes. Yeah, well, oh, that's so- what that's what the Mario thing is in Japan, yeah. though. It's yeah, just yeah. A I get it, but man, have you? Like I said, watch that. Watch that trailer. It's pretty fucking nuts. So my mm. thing is, if you look at it, you know, you see the thing they show online and on the trailers and whatnot, and all, the, all your images, it looks kind of small. So I'm wondering how they're going to be able to do that, you know, especially with... Shut <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just on your channel. No, what? like, like I just remember, like, tiny everything. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, it, it's, 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 it's interesting because it's, uh, with the virus and everything going on and then like the Mario Kart ride using glasses, uh, you uh know, that you have yeah. to put on. I'm wondering how that's going to work, yeah, you know, for visitors. 
because you know, I mean, like I said, not something I'm going to go hunkering down in in February to go to. But... Oh, absolutely not. No, I, it is something I would love to do one day myself. Because yeah. like they have like a lot of cool things. You put on like a little watch. Uh, you know, it's like a little star, a Mario star thing, right? And then they have little uh, question blocks around, and you can hit them, and they have like a little AR game that you have on your phone through an app that you can play while you're in the uh, area. It's really cool. Yep, I'm excited. It looks very cool, uh, despite what the uh, the uh, pessimistic person people in this podcast like to say. <laughs> it looks like a lot of fun. What I was like mainly curious about was when it does open, because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure this isn't like a physical front or the the physical version of vaporware but when it does open and because it's a lot mario themed so mario's a platforming jumping around how many youtube videos are going to pop up of parkour artists like going in, <laughs> oh, in this place very possible <laughs> uh, and immediately getting kicked out because oh, yeah, japan yeah. don't play that <laughs> Well, I'm I'm more wondering like how many people are gonna get kicked out for just constantly yelling out loud so long, gay Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> just just you, Ed, just you. <laughs> oh man. All right. So let's move on to our to our topic of the day. And uh it, it was kind of a uh i I've been I've been looking at some weird some of the weirder consoles. And I, I started seeing some of the some of the launch prices, not like prices that they're worth now, which in some cases is even more. Um, but like what what some of these consoles cost uh, at a, at at time of, of launch, and um, it, it was like, man, what I'm going to talk about the most expensive uh, consoles. I wanted to talk about the most expensive games at launch, but we that kind of failed. But also, what are the most expensive and rare games uh, that exist now? And so I'm going to kind of start with uh, the games portion of it first, and we'll kind of go down. I got a little list. It's I, I think it's like five or six games um, that are really super expensive, but that also aren't like um, like Rule of Roses for PS2. Obviously, we all know that is a super expensive survival horror game. Um, these are kind of weird ones that might be uh, a little bit different than than the normal than the normal. First of all, is is one that I feel like I remember. Selling and and you guys would have been with me at the the place we worked uh, also so maybe you can tell me um, but it's the it's the World of Warcraft Collector's Edition oh the, the big battle chest. chest the big yeah. one it's 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 not called the battle chest it's not called any of that it's called Collector's Edition it oh, almost looks I like a giant one. Book. the one that looks like the book yeah yes yeah. exactly exactly I'll uh, I'll send you guys the link if you want to uh, no if you I want to re- take. I, I rem- know. I remember what it looks like. Can like you having worked in the link because I, I don't have Ed's memory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't live thousands of eons, so <laughs> I would like to know. The bad part is I have three of them. Two of them. Nope. Justin, you don't have these. I prom. I, I promise have... you, you don't have these. I have the collector's edition of Burning Crusade and Wrath of the Lich King. Not what we're the... talking about. Not what we're talking <laughs> no. about, man. Gosh. Send it. Let me say it. I just did. Okay, so so these guys are. Uh, it's basically just a giant collector's edition of the original game. Uh, came out in two thousand four. It cost eighty dollars at the time. Uh, what was in the box? It was the CD ROM, the DVD ROM versions of the game as well. Two hundred eighty page art book, a CD soundtrack, a cloth map, 
uh, a DVD with the behind the scenes footage, an exclusive pet that could accompany you uh, in your adventures. Um, so, hey, Justin, you, you might have this because you definitely worked at one of the places that I think you've worked throughout that time. So today, if you wanted to buy a used version of this that's been open and played with and yada, 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 it's about $750 uh, for a used copy. Um, but if you wanted to get a sealed copy, they're running about four grand. So Justin, if you do have a few of these, um, you definitely could, could make some money. Um, but yeah, about four grand for the, (laughs) (laughs) and I, Um, I remember these, I absolutely remember when these launched and I, I do remember it being a, it was a midnight release. I remember it being the craziest midnight release we ever had. Um, and I remember it, uh, these being thing that was the next day people were fucking fighting over. Like I pre-ordered it and I, and I remember it being a huge fucking deal. Um, but yeah, and now we know why, cause a used one goes for almost a grand and four grand for, for a, a sealed one. Um, but yeah, so that is uh, world of Warcraft, the collector's edition for the original version. Justin, do you in fact have that? I have two of them because they did it for every expansion release. I have the two that followed after that. I didn't get this one. I have Burning Crusade and uh, Wrath of the Lich King. I think they had one. Fitty and a cheesy Gordita Crunch. <laughs> so I'm. Oh, whoa, whoa. I think they, they had, had one for all crunches? of them. They have one for all of them up until the new expansion that just came out. And I had two of them because this was when I was playing WoW pretty heavily. So, yes, I did have two of them that looked like books. But why'd I don't you, have. Why'd you buy two of them? Because you had to one buy for one each for each thing. expansion. He just and said there... Oh, you so you didn't have two of these. You had two collector's editions. I had, I had the, the two oh. concurrent oh. ones. And the bad part is I'm looking at the one for Burning Crusade, which was the second expansion. And I'm an idiot because my last job, there was a friend of mine that was really big into WoW. And she missed out on Burning Crusade, Wrath of the Lich King, and Mist of Pandaria. And I was like, oh, I've got the collector's editions, and I've already redeemed out the codes. You can have the mouse pad and the map and the, the DVD at the time. Here, here's the box. And now it's, like, worth 400 bucks, and I'm kicking myself in the ass. Because I had those, and then I don't... really got you bad. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember the ones for StarCraft. No. We're not... Uh, there was one for StarCraft. StarCraft. <laughs> there was one for StarCraft too oh, that was in the same. <laughs> it looked, it did look like a battle chest on that one, and I had t- all three of them, and I did the same thing. I was just like, "Oh, I'm clearing out space. Have a bunch of old collector's editions, and I'm just gonna, yeah." Was this the crafting game where you have to dig into the ground and find your diamonds? No, what? no, no, no. You're 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 thinking of a different craft. No, this is Warcraft. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Next yeah, game yeah, on the list. You're thinking Ark Survival Evolved. <laughs> <laughs> next game on the list. Entertainment, Mountain Bike Rally, and Speed Car. Um, so this is a, 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 a like a collection of games. Um, they were It's two games. They were released on Super Nintendo individually. Uh, neither of which, those are rare. You can get those for like five bucks and a dump in each. Um, you know, rough, roughly that price point, maybe, maybe a little bit more than that. But when you get them in the, uh, if you get them in, it's called the Life Fitness Entertainment System, uh, which was that, which was that kind of DDR pad that Nintendo came, that Super Nintendo came out with, or may, I think it was actually Nintendo, but it worked with that, um, and it would, it did work with the Super Nintendo. 
where the faster you like ran, the faster you pedaled. But they came for a special edition version of that um, for the Super Nintendo, and that goes for around five grand. Mm-hmm. So, and I would assume this is for those people who are like, I'm a completionist. I have to have every game for the system. Um, but that's for five thousand dollars for a a compilation. Man, that is a that is a, that is rough. What kind of person is that? Who would do such a thing where they have to get every licensed game for the system, Jim? Hey, man, I'm not, I'm not paying five thousand dollars for a game <laughs> yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, the next is uh, is King of Fighters two thousand. What? Uh, it's yeah, I know. It's but it's not like a PS2 version. It's not like the ones that we we would think of immediately. It's the version that came out on the Neo Geo AES system, which we're going to be talking about a little bit later. Uh... Yeah, it launched in 1990. It was basically a home Neo Geo system, and I'm going to go into a little bit more depth about it later. But games were very expensive when they came out. Roughly, they were about $250. Um, but for this game. Um, it was at the very tail end of this system's existence, which did discontinue uh, in the year 2000. Um, they made very number uh, limited number of, of how many they put out there. Um, I think it was like for the English release, it was like there's like a hundred of them that exist uh, literally in the world. So it, if you're looking to, to get an English version of the Fighters 2000 for the Neo Geo AES system, you're looking at like six grand. Oh man, like my AES system. Has but I will tell you though, it, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later. If you are already are collecting for the Neo Geo AES, your six thousand dollars is nothing for you. You're probably already a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case, this next one caught me off guard because I feel like I remember this game, but but I don't. Because we definitely didn't have this. And I know, Justin, you don't fucking have a copy of it. Um, <laughs> it's NBA Elite 11. Oh, I got uh, it. For, no, for PS, yeah, for PS3. Like seven of them. <laughs> so, Andrew, wow, you have over half the known copies that exist in the world. <laughs> so, yeah. There's so else knows of. So, EA Sports... Um, at the time, it's crazy to think that EA Sports was ever struggling in the market because um, EA has kind of got the, the the market cornered when it comes to sports games. But in 2000 and I think it was 2000, yeah, 2011, um, they were struggling when it came to their basketball series, their baseball series, to the 2K games, um, especially specifically NBA 2K. NBA 2K were, were, in my opinion, the better basketball games compared to like the NBA live series, which was what the EA series was. Um, so they said, fuck it. We're, we're not doing NBA live 11. They ended it at 10. We're going to revamp everything. So they came out with NBA elite three. Um, but when they, when they, they launched the demo, it was like, it was riddled with bugs. It had so many issues. People hated it. It, it got mocked incessantly on the internet. I don't remember this, to be honest, but because I, I wasn't like rocking sports games in 2011, I guess. Um, so they they scrapped it. They're like, we're never going to release this out in the wild. Um, but apparently there are 15 copies that have made it out into the wild of this game. Um, like, there's, like, that's it. They've, they've destroyed every other one of them, but there's 15 copies. Um, 
It's the rarest PS3 game ever by far. Um, the last time that one went for auction, it sold for $9,515.35. So is it kind of like the ET cartridges where there's a landfill somewhere filled with... So <laughs> I would love that. I think we had maybe more sophisticated means of destruction in 2011 than in... Than... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're getting too ahead of yourself. They probably just told all employees to like take them home and not tell anyone they existed. Uh, I think all those employees would be selling selling it right yeah, now. Yeah, man. If yeah. that was me, I'd be like, <laughs> like that's your stock option. <laughs> all right. So next uh, is kind of a weird one. These types of games don't really exist in like a modern world where a physical game is being released. They might have them on eShops and Steam and stuff like that. But there's like, has anybody heard of a game called Red Sea Crossing? Is, no. is it like the Bible game? It's kind of. So it is. It, it came out in 1983 for the Atari 2600. The game was about Moses crossing the Red Sea. Um, the game, though, however, was never like promoted. It didn't come out like nobody, no magazines were talking about it. It was aimed at like any and all religious publications. So if you turned on like TBN in the early 80s, or if you were reading, you know, whatever magazines, uh, you know, for Christianity existed in the early 80s. They, that's where they were promoting this Atari 2600 game. So I um, see a commercial uh, in between Bible Man. <laughs> so well, it was like it was like to Billy Graham's audience. Pretty, I mean, yeah, I mean, pretty much. So, but it's it's kind of crazy because for a while Red Sea Crossing was believed to be a hoax that that didn't actually exist. Kind of like that that one game, uh, uh, that arcade game that. That apparently oh. was in somewhere in Portland, Oregon, Bolivia, or something like that. Bolivius, Bolivius. You know, kind of like a sort of situation like that, where it was just like this game that never existed, but people remember hearing about. Kind of like oh. Shazam, the move, the movie with you know with uh, Sinbad, <laughs> but um, uh, because nobody had ever seen a copy in the wild, it was literally sold through through very specific magazines. Um, but the the Steve. Uh, Shush, Shustak, Shustak, the game's creator, uh, was sure that at least 100 of them were manufactured. Uh, in 2007, someone stumbled upon a copy, uh, just a just a cartridge without a box, uh, at a fucking garage sale. So, at the time of the, when this article came out, which was um, that I'm that I'm kind of referencing, I'm trying to see when when this article came out. Uh, this article came out in 2019. Uh, there is only two known copies of this game. Um, they're considered to be the holy grail of Atari gaming. Uh, no pun intended. Oh, <laughs> but uh, the garage sale <laughs> cartridge went up for auction in 2012 uh, and sold for uh, $10,400. And the other one, it belongs to a private collector uh, that is unwilling to sell. So that is literally it when it comes to those that game. So, so see, I'm glad. A what needs to happen? <laughs> Want to steal the Bible game? <laughs> and and that's the thing. Like I, I mentioned, like these games like don't really exist. And I'm sure they they the Switch and Steam and and like the PS4 virtual you know virtual stores and whatnot have tons of biblical themed games. But like, and I know all you guys probably remember seeing on the shelves in the stores for Xbox the Bible game. 
I do remember the I mean, game. it was because we had tons of them and nobody would ever fucking buy them. So that's that's how I remember that. Hmm. So moving on, uh, the Blockbuster World Video Game Championship 2. What? So in 1995, uh, Blockbuster Video held a competition that took place throughout its various stores in the country. Uh, players could choose to take part uh, in either an SNES challenge or a challenge on the Sega Genesis or, or Mega Drive, um, which instead of having Donkey Kong Country, which was a SNES you know, exclusive, they brought in uh, uh, NBA Jam Tournament Edition and the Judge Dredd Beat-Em-Up game. Um, which is hilarious. So that's kind of what's on those cartridges. Um, when the contest ended, some of the players who took part in the SNES challenge were given the competition cartridges as a prize. Uh, the Sega Genesis carts, however, were immediately ordered to be destroyed. So there are two known uh, cart- cartridges of for the Sega Genesis that avoided destruction. Um, they're, they're, again, they are the most rare Sega Genesis games out there. Um, they're because they belong to private collectors, but they have done interviews about like, if you were to put it up for sale, what are you looking to sell it for? Uh, $9,500 for one of them said, uh, $16,000. The other one said, so, all right. So my heist count is up to uh, three. <laughs> three. You've been playing too much Payday too. <laughs> how dare you um, so kind of another uh, Neo Geo game uh, Kazuna Encounter um, it I believe only came out in Japan uh, and then it, there was a PAL version that was released uh, in Europe that's, that's even rarer uh, but basically the Japanese version of this game is super duper common like it, it's like one of the cheaper versions of the game of a, of a neo geo game that's out there but the pal version uh it there it believes there's only 12 copies that exist um but only like two or three have ever been seen in the wild uh, but again at auction at auctions it's gone from anywhere between twelve thousand dollars uh to about fourteen thousand dollars and it's the exact same release like language everything it just is in a different format it's in pal versus um versus just the standard uh, japanese format for neo geo all right but there's so. no like uh, a U.S. version of it? There's no U.S. version of it that I'm seeing. Oh, okay. So it's completely worthless. No, and for us, yeah, ex- exactly. No, and that's... no, for anybody, because U.S. <laughs> is the best. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> um, the next one is Tetris for the Mega Drive. Um, the You know, the Mega Drive being the Sega Genesis. Uh, I guess this is a European fucking list because yeah uh but yeah the sega genesis so basically sega thought they could just make a tetris game They're like yeah if 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 nintendo's doing it i guess we can too um but apparently tetris in those days has a, has a super convoluted licensing agreement with various companies including nintendo don't they still um, have some weird license? I think so. I think it's it's pretty weird. I think that's why a lot of of games that like I think that's I mean that's why columns existed for for Sega Genesis. Um, but Sega Sega believed it had the rights to publish a home console version of Tetris when in reality only Nintendo did. Um, so Sega was forced to pull 
uh, its version of Tetris to destroy all copies of the game right before it went on sale. Um, but, you know, as, as kind of the theme of this article is, about 10 of them escaped destruction. Um, so there's there's supposedly 10 known in the wild. Um, so the last one... <laughs> the last one uh, that went up for auction went for seventeen thousand dollars. Hmm. For an uh, uh, off-brand Tetris. Yes. Well. Well. No. 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 It's it's Tetris. It's just not licensed Tetris. So I mean, is it Tetris then? That's like every Flash game oh, in the early two I mean, thousands. It has I mean, the it's music. It has. Tetris. It supposedly has the music. It has everything. Okay, Flash Games did too. Uh, oh, dude! I'm just, again, I'm reporting this. Okay, I don't, I'm not. I didn't make the game. Okay, damn it, Jim. All Jim, right, I we... know you have a copy of this Tetris. Just boot up your Sega Genesis and put it in there, and then tell us if it has all the music and if it's the exact same thing. Tetris yes. A and Tetris B. I'm no, sure no, sure it, it has is. to have Tetris C also. <laughs> Come on, um, everyone forgets about C. We had C, this discussion. No, yeah, C was C was good. He was, was garbage. <laughs> no. Which one was? Uh... No. Like it, it C sucked, was trash. A was the one that everybody it. knew. A was B the one was that underrated. Yes. But I remember hearing C and thinking like, "Die bad." No. C there's was a trash. C. Yes. There's three three tracks. Wait. So I only uh, remember two. It like the well, the third Tetris one was not a Nintendo Game Boy Tetris one. D. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the Game Boy one, dude. Is it? See? Yes. Okay, I need to boot it up and then figure it out. Cause I, I have literally two copies of Tetris for the Game Boy that I'm looking at right fucking now. How much you want to sell it for? I'll give you tree fitting. Tetris for the Game Boy? <laughs> I, it's probably only worth about $3.50. That game was packaged with oh, those yeah, systems. Oh, yeah, yeah, I meant $3.50. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I, will, I got I will, two of them. I legit have two of them. I will um, legit give you three fifty for one because I don't know where done. the hell mine is. Done. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um... So the next one is kind of a gimme. Um, if you've seen, um, if you've seen, don't drive up the price, you know the greatest video game movie of all time, The Wizard. Uh, you know about the kind of the Nintendo World Tours and stuff like that. So Nintendo competition cartridges. Um, That's a weird nickname for Ready Player One. <laughs> <laughs> so the Nintendo competition cartridges. They were, you know, they had several world championships of varying degrees bunch of different games involved it wasn't just kind of the one that we all think of which is the nintendo world championship the gold cartridge that everybody talks about and that you know goes for lots and lots of money but there is a um the star fox super weekend competition cartridge um and donkey kong country competition edition they're 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 not super duper rare um the super the star fox super weekend competition goes for about nine hundred dollars the Donkey Kong Country Competition Edition goes for about twenty eight hundred dollars. Um, the 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 Nintendo Campus Challenge. Um, there's there's a nineteen ninety one version that goes for about. Or I'm sorry, let me let me. I'll go out of order here. I'm going to Tarantino this. The ninety two version sells you. for about four thousand dollars, <laughs> and it was it was it was themed at you know going around and touring colleges and having people try and you know play the game. Uh, then the, but the 1991 one, which is even more rare, goes for about twenty thousand dollars, um, and that's not even the rarest one. There's the 1990 Nintendo World Championship cartridge. Um, there are ninety there are ninety gray cartridges, 
worth around $19,000 each, which is crazy because there's oh, there's 90 of them. That's more than some of these have, but about 19 grand each. But there were also 26 gold cartridges given away um, in a Nintendo Power Magazine contest, and those have sold for roughly 26 grand in the past. And again, there's only uh, 26 out there, so that's pretty crazy. All right, so, I mean... I, I, but it's just, <laughs> it's just a bunch of you know they just threw a bunch of the games on the one cartridge a lot and that's kind of the theme for a lot of these really expensive ass video games is that they're compilation games they're just they're just versions of other games that aren't worth shit that uh that just that just became rare. So what um, it sounds like is that it's just games that everybody didn't think that were going to have any type of value, like once you go. Th- 30, 40 years down the line, then people are like, I want that. And it just drives up the price. I mean, so, sure. I mean, that's, but that's, that's, that's kind of anything. You know what I mean? So I have that's like art. a few yeah. copies of Burger King Sneak King Ooh. are going to be worth buckets of money. I think they I'll, are actually. Give you 10 bucks for it. <laughs> I'll give you one Whopper Junior meal. Ooh, beyond Whopper. Impossible uh, beyond Whopper. Whopper. Yeah, impossible. Damn it, he beat me to it. No, uh, possible whopper. <laughs> I had and, one of those uh, yesterday. <laughs> oh God! I'll, I'll I'll see your impossible whopper and raise you one impossible breakfast sandwich when it finally gets out here. Why are you all one? trying to poison me? It's out there. It just has egg and cheese on it, so I can't eat it. But it's it's out. You can get one at Burger King. Oh, okay. um, so the next one, uh, birthday mania. Um, so in nineteen eighty four. A programmer uh, named Anthony Tokar decided to have uh, decided to make an Atari 2600 game. He advertised it in his local newspaper, the Newark Star Ledger, and of course he's from New Jersey. Um, it, it's basically the, the, it's a, it's like a birthday theme game where, but each copy was going to be personalized to whoever wanted to buy a copy. Um, so each copy of Birthday Mania would be programmed by Tokar to show the recipient's name on the title screen while the, while the Happy Birthday theme played. That's the whole game. <laughs> That's the whole fucking game. Yeah, I, was, like, I have a feeling copyright is about to get involved. <laughs> oh, that I don't know about. I mean... Actually, uh, around but the it, time, I think the Happy Birthday song was copywritten. Yeah, so you can't, you can't yeah, actually it do it, yeah. Oh man, maybe that's why it didn't ever take off because there are only ten to fifteen known copies sold. Like he he sold up to fifteen copies after advertising his newspaper because that's the only way he got the word out. Um, but only a couple have surfaced. Uh, although it's never been resold at auction, uh, its extreme rarity means it's been estimated that you'd you'd ha- probably need to pay around fifteen thousand. To thirty-five thousand dollars to own a copy of this game. Well, nobody's going to buy it at auction because it's got somebody's name on it. A hundred percent. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like, oh, okay. Why? Like, why would I want to buy a game for Jessica that says "Happy Birthday" when my name's Nick? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. My own game. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of breeze through a couple more of these just because we're 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 running low on time um stadium events i kind of mentioned it earlier the little family fun fitness ddr pad uh that worked for the nes and then later on the super nintendo um it's just basically track and field events 
Uh, there were only 200 copies made. It was made for a, a like a family field day event that took place uh, in New York, um, just with different track meets. But basically, uh, some have sold for about 10 grand for just the cartridge, uh, or for a new inbox with the pad, uh, 38 grand uh, for a mint copy in the box. Um, the, but here's the, here's the other kicker though, kind of the opposite of that other game with the PAL version. PAL version is worth like 35 bucks. <laughs> it, you know what I mean? With, and that's with the pad. So, um, US does it again. So was that different from the track and field pad? Yeah. I was going to say, cause I remember a track no, and it, field it is pad. That. It's, it's, it's the exact same thing, but it's the NES version called the family fun fitness pad. No, I, yeah, the track and field pad. It was just like two buttons. This is got. If you look at it, it's got a. It's got. It's got two on one side, two on the other side, and up, down, and two center red buttons. Is this in the link that you sent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's all in there. Um, I definitely. My cousin had that actually. I'm sorry. Like two. I swear, there's two versions of it. One was like. Konami and then Nintendo's are the rare well, this one, is, right? This is Nintendo. This is Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, ban- and Bondi. Nintendo and Bondi, basically. Um, next is Superman for the 2600. Um, the standard release of the on the Atari 2600 is extremely common. Um, like, there's millions of them out there. Not that many, but there's a lot of them out there. Um, th- this version of it is a... If it says in yellow letters Sears mm. Telegames on it, it's it's I guess that's a Sears exclusive. Yeah, only sold in Sears stores. Um, they don't say how many were made, um, but cartridges three hundred fifty dollars. Uh, but if you if you have a sealed unopened copy of it, it's like up to thirty grand for just a, a an exclusive version of this specific game. Um. So Air Raid, which was a uh, which was another uh, you know game from 1982, came out. I don't even know what system it came out on. It's a, a game company called Min of Vision uh, came out with this game, but it looks like it was maybe just like a TV plug and play game. Um, but it it's sounds like it's a uh, twelve copies exist. I don't even, it doesn't even really say what the game is. I assume it's like a, an airstrike game. Um, it's a helicopter. It's yeah. always a helicopter. <laughs> uh, but the only one that's ever been sold at auction, $33,433.30. Huh. There you go. One more Atari 2600. Uh, Gamma Attack. Um, this is supposedly the Holy Grail for 2600s. It's a shooting game created by an amateur programmer named Robert L. Eskin Jr., uh, the owner of a company called Gamation. Uh, they specialize in t- Atari 2600 add-ons. Um, they didn't. They made like joystick, you know, controllers that sold for twenty-five to fifteen dollars. Um, so, because the ad for this game only ran once, they only made you know a very few amount of copy. The only cop there's actually only one known copy. Um, it went up for auction in two thousand and eight. Um, it sold for five hundred thousand oh, dollars. Oh no, I'm sorry. He put a five hundred thousand dollar price tag on it. Nobody was stupid enough to drop half a million dollars on okay. Atari game. Uh, so he kept it. He still has it, and he believes now 
in 2020 or 2019 when this was written that it is worth between 20 and $50,000. No. That's still <laughs> nobody's going to buy, but that's what he believes it's worth. And then last but not least, this is the most expensive game, and I'll kind of go through it here. Uh, so believe it or not, the rarest video game of all time is actually one that sold over 40 million copies and one of the most influential titles of all time. That is, of course, uh, Mario Brothers. Um or the for the NES Super um, Mario Brothers. Yeah, please say the Super. super I'm, I apologize. Super Mario Brothers. Um, before Nintendo launched the NES across the whole of America, it had a short test run in New York and Los Angeles. The games released for the NES during this period were sticker sealed, which meant that instead of their usual shrink wrap, they were instead sealed with a small round sticker with the Nintendo logo on it. Uh, just this year being 2019 so last year the only known sticker sealed copy of super mario brothers uh that is said to exist was found um it was uh it was in perfect condition when it was found this is 35 years after the original original game was released it went up for auction and a group of collectors combined forces to buy it for one hundred thousand one hundred and fifty dollars making it the most money anyone has ever spent on a video game by a quite a bit Oh, I have one question for What's you. up? Is so do they like work out? Okay, you can have it on the weekend. That's what I, I did. I read that earlier and I was like, I was like, wait a minute. It, is it, it is. That's exactly what I thought. Do they get it on like every other Thursday or what? How do they do that? <laughs> it's it's radioactive man number one. Mm. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Don't I tear the this. corner. So that is the most. <laughs> That is the most expensive uh, video games, actual games that, that exist out there right now. Um, let me pull up. I want to pull. That's the keyboard. Um, so I want to go through the just the the most the ten most expensive console launches um, in, Sorry, in history. Jim. You know, you know, like that record was broken this year, also, right? Oh, please it tell was, me what was it? It was another copy of Super Mario Brothers. That sold for one hundred fourteen thousand. Is it the same? Is it the same thing? Is that same version? So. Wasn't it three with like the three the brothers below the left side of the box or something? I yeah, just read about that. Yeah, it's it a copy of three. Do, yeah, it had something to do with the actual word brothers, like or yeah. bros rather. It's like a rare. It's a sealed rare first edition that normally, if you look at Super Marvelous three brothers, is under the three, and um, instead, it's on the left side of under like Super Mario, and it's positioned ever so slightly. Like I saw that, I was like, "That's not a rare game at all." Like I've seen boxed copies go for like twenty bucks, and it's like a first run print in the U.S. The Brothers is on the wrong side, and it's apparently like a collecting thing. Like yeah. people know about it, and it was a sealed copy of that version of the box weird that's weird yeah, i didn't know very weird <laughs> yeah but yeah, all right just there but yeah i remember like a couple of weeks ago they were talking about this is the most expensive game sold at auction i remember hearing about that too but then when i saw this here i was like oh this must be what we're talking about okay i got gotcha. you i'm sorry that was a hundred that was 156 thousand. oof oof that is we uh pitch together and share it <laughs> no like acknowledge the fact that we have a rare copy of Mario Brothers. 
I'm gonna tell you right now. If I if I like go in on this, I'm opening it up immediately. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm trying to say I would not trust Nick or Jim with it. Like I'm going to wet my lips and then blow into that card, (laughs) shoving it into my NES. I feel like Jim's the kid from Jimmy Neutron where he, for all, everyone's like, how do you know it's inside the box? He's, if it's still sealed, he's like, no, no, no. And then he opens the box. He's like, see? Shit. <laughs> Jimmy oh, Neutron said shit. Huh? All right. <laughs> um, all right. I'll go through the first five. They're, they're kind of no secrets. They're not like a, like these crazy astonishing systems or anything like that. Um, but uh, number 10, when the Wii U came out, it was $350. It was the most expensive Nintendo console to ever come out. But it was a very confusing console. Was it an add-on? Was it an update to the Nintendo Wii? Was it an entire new system? I don't even think Nintendo knew when they released this thing. And that's why it was discontinued, um, you know, not long after it came out. I believe it was discontinued officially in 2018, just six years after its launch um, in 2012. But it was a poorly timed launch along with the PS4 and the Xbox One. Um uh, that came, you know, not long after that. But yeah, it, it's it's not a great system. I think in hindsight, it, it's better than we when we remember it to be, just because of its emulation purposes, which is kind of the theme of a lot of these systems. So, moving on, number nine, the Sega Saturn, uh, for four hundred dollars. And I don't know if you know this because I didn't know this. Do you know that Sega shadow dropped this, meaning that it literally just was in stores. Just like yeah. no they didn't advertise yeah. it. They didn't yeah. do. They didn't do anything, which in was fact, which is super weird. Um, the launch of the Saturn actually caused Sega not to be carried in KB Toys through the remainder of KB Toys' life because of the uh, launch of the Saturn. Yep. Like when when it launched, they were like, "Oh shit, we had no plans. We didn't know you were releasing it." Sega's like, "Yeah, you want to buy a bunch of games and console stock." And KB Toys was like, we don't have any way of stocking this right now. We thought it was coming out over the holidays. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that at all. Interesting. Yep. Wait, so Inter- why wouldn't they have, like get some at, at the holidays? So the the problem was that Sega strong armed retailers. So they E three happened that year. Sony walked out and famously just announced the price for the PlayStation at two hundred dollars. And it, Sega had to follow. So Sega had no intentions to drop the Sega Saturn until the day of their press conference. They stealth shipped everything to uh, places like Best Buy, Walmart, Target. Uh, but KB Toys didn't get any. And KB Toys was told, oh, specialty boutiques like you and GameStop or, EB, or Babbage's or whatever they were at the time, um, you'll have to order it. And we don't know when stock will be available. And KB Toys was like, well, we didn't plan on this. We didn't like plan it for our merchandising right now we're not going to buy it until the holidays and sega's like well guess you're not going to buy it and they never carried it it was like a standoff between sega and kb toys like which one would fall first so they're like if you don't buy it now then you're not going to buy it later just now is the time to take it oh okay yeah interesting and then that's why if you ever went into a kb toy store they had only playstation and um and Nintendo 64 during the 1996 Christmas season, they refused to carry Sega Saturn and Sega wouldn't let them carry it before the hall or after like a certain point. There was like a whole documentary that I watched on it because I was intrigued on stuff like that. So 
I was gonna I ask just, how you knew that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, and... I watched a video on Sega Saturn recently, and it stuck in my head. And I was Sega just like, Saturn oh. is an interesting system. It's it's still like we're able to emulate PS2 games. We can even emulate PS3 and Wii games with usually no problems. Now they are, and this is kind of Sega as a whole. Kind of their last few consoles, the Sega Saturn and the Sega Dreamcast are almost it, it, Dreamcast more so now, but Saturn is is almost impossible unless you have a very high-end system to emulate like you can't buy a handheld emulator and expect it to play Sega Saturn games yeah um so it's it's an interesting system that I I didn't know anybody that had one I knew people who had Sega CDs over Sega Saturns um it wasn't big over here it was it was mainly it was mainly a Japanese system I had Um, one it was you had one yeah did you like it I mean was it um, I enjoyed it for the games that I had on there because I bought it like bought it over the holidays for uh, it was three hundred bucks and it came with uh, Virtua Fighter Two, Virtua Cop, and Daytona USA. It was part of a whole package, and then uh, I wound up getting Knights for it later on. So yeah, Knights those... is kind of the the forgotten gem of Sega. Yeah, and those were like the only games I ever got for it. And then the next year, I wound up getting a PlayStation. But it was just because, like, I didn't... Like, there wasn't anything on there that was that great. And then Sony was over here, like, just launching games left and right. Well, and also, the it, I mean, yeah, he's right. The PS1 came out just, like, a few months after the Sega Saturn did um, for $100 cheaper. Yeah, and, yeah, I was going to say that before, like, Justin... It was two ninety nine, not one ninety nine, because that's yeah. when old boy came out and just like said two ninety nine, and it just yep. leaves. Yeah, that was yeah, the Sony. When the came out, not all of us had a full time job like you. So. <laughs> <laughs> Working down at the steel mill. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> all right, so number stone quarry. <laughs> number eight, the Xbox three hundred and sixty, but the repackage. So like that twenty gig black one that came out. Um, that was $400 as well. Um, the best version of the Xbox 360 was by far and away that one that had the integrated hard drive. Um, maybe not 20 gigs. I remember they did the 120 gig one eventually. Um, but a smooth design worked really well. It down, it, it, it severely brought down the, uh, the red ring of death issues. Um, you know, I, I, this was, this is one of the few positive console releases that had that much money. Uh, but yeah, $400 at launch. I think I had the 120 gig version of this, which came out a year after this one at the exact same price. So uh, number seven, the TurboGrafx CD, not the TurboGrafx-16, but the CD version that had a built-in TurboGrafx as well. It also was released at $400. Again, TurboGrafx-16 just did not hit over here. Um, and it's a crazy because it had, because it was one of the first CD-based you know, consoles, it had incredible soundtracks. It had you know amazing music. Some games that that are legendary start some series that are legendaries kind of started out on this system. The E series, um, you know, the Trail series with Dragon Slayer came out on these. Um, but yeah, four hundred dollars for the the you know, failure of a system. You know, the TurboGrafx sixteen, number six, the PlayStation four, also at four hundred dollars. It's kind of why I'm I'm going through these pretty quickly. Uh, PlayStation four launched not too long ago. I believe it was twenty twenty thirteen. Uh, right now we're at the we're at the very end. It's in its twilights with the PlayStation Five releasing, but it also launched at uh, at four hundred dollars. And obviously the game, you know, the system sold extremely well. Now, 
on to the top five. So number five, um, the Xbox One uh, that came out at $500. So it was $100 more than the PS4. Um, and does anybody know why it was $100 more? <coughs> Connect. Yep, 100%. It had that built-in <laughs> Connect system. And let me ask you, because I am i don't have an Xbox. I haven't had an Xbox since that Xbox 360 we talked about. Is that thing utilized? Like, is there do, do games come out that utilize the Connect? Not anymore. Yeah. I, mean, I don't even... Connect Adventures, uh, Star Wars Connect. But that's no, all that 360 was... titles. Yeah. What are you oh, talking wait, about? What are we talking about? <laughs> the Xbox One that oh. had the built... No. I don't even think, Since like, those the... 360 games with the purple logos, the Connect. I can't think of one single Connect-specific game that came out for the Xbox One. Oh, Maybe I'm forgetting some... Dance Central. One. No. Uh, it was Netflix. <laughs> yeah, it you're was, right. Uh, you're Xbox right. Xbox on. <laughs> yep. So wasn't, wasn't there uh, like a Harry Potter game or something that came out for it? I don't I think, know. Maybe. I think that was still 360. I don't know if that was one. I, I don't, I don't I remember. Even know. I feel like that is 360. I think you're right. I just love the fact that it was such a failure that even on the new console, which is basically a souped-up Xbox One, they're like, "Yeah, we're not even bothered putting the adapter on it." Oh, like, I didn't realize they did that. Yeah, you can't connect to connect to the Series X or the Series S. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. All right. So, so, and obviously, you know, the Xbox One was a fine system. I think everybody that had one is, was satisfied with it. Oh, uh, wow. It definitely, it definitely did not sell as well as the PlayStation Four, though. I just think with exclusive, uh, exclusive, ugh, exclusivity game, you know, exclusive games for it. I gonna, think it had. I'm gonna chime ahead. in real quick. Uh, all of the just dances still work for the Connect oh, on the Xbox One. Yeah, good call. Good call. Like, there's actually quite a few games if you if you look it up. Um, they have some Connect functionality, but it seems like Just Dance is like the only one that's still going. Uh, I feel like sense. the only thing I ever heard about with the Connect on the Xbox One was like if you're playing 2K and you kept saying swear words, they kick you out of online. I games. remember that. I remember. That. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I remember that. So number four, uh, the PlayStation 3 uh, launched at, in 2006 at $600. Um, it launched with a lot of controversies, not necessarily controversies, but, um, you know, we all worked for, you know, our, our retail company that when it came out, but uh, horrible online components uh, at launch, it, it would it would constantly crash. It was nowhere near uh, the status that the Xbox 360 had with Xbox Live. Um, the six axis six axis controllers would constantly disconnect um, when they would demo games at things like E3, like when they announced the games, they were completely re-rendered. Like they they weren't even gameplay. Like they would show you this is what gameplay looks like, and it wasn't even close to being what really was the gameplay at the time. Um, so, uh, it, and it had a pretty lackluster launch, uh, you know, launch window when the system came out, much like the PS2. Uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't all bad. PS3 had a, had a good, healthy lifespan uh, with lots of different games that had come out for it, so it ended up being good news for them. But I remember, and I remember personally, the PS3 launch being kind of a joke compared to the Xbox 360 launch. Well, I mean, they they both kind of just traded like generations with their issues because the PS3 hundred percent agreed. Yeah, yeah, they were like focused everything on media and stuff. I remember like. They uh, they over promised a lot of technical hardware stuff, and then they were like, "Yeah, we had to cut all that out," because originally 
they said that it was going to act as like a pass through, like the Xbox One did for cable and stuff. And there was going to be like two HDMI ports. Then they're like, nope, just one HDMI port, just output. It, this, they this went and that. back and forth a lot. Yeah. Um, and then and then they came out with that price point of $600. I'm like, no, it's not worth it. But yeah, their problem was that. Oh, it's that's, a media device. That's not a gaming console. And then the Xbox, the next generation. It's a media device, not a gaming console. So as somebody who bought that console at launch, I remember... <laughs> buying that and being told like oh yeah it's a media console here's your free copy of talladega nights well yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah. at the time it was a cheap blu-ray co- a cheap yep. blu-ray player because blu-ray players were going at a thousand bucks at the time yeah, yeah. I, same with hd dvd players for sure absolutely it was the cheapest way to get a blu-ray player which is why their sales were still decent i think i think all in all when you look at the system sales i think the xbox 360 did sell more than the PlayStation 3, and now whether or not, and that kind of is the same deal as the PS2 selling so much, whether or not that was because they had people had to constantly replace them because of the Red Ring of Death, but, but I think the Xbox 360 sold more uh, than the PlayStation 3. If one of you guys want to look that up and clarify, you well, guys can. also because it did uh, mm-hmm. release like a year earlier, so anybody who it wanted was like, a year, yeah. uh, that generation console... They already, if they already had a 360, unless they wanted to, you know, uh, drop the dosh on getting a new console, they already had the games and everything for it. So, like anything that was going to come out, uh, exclusives for the PS3 weren't as good as like the PS4 is now. So, uh, dropping like money on the console just for the exclusives wasn't really much of a thing. Well, there were no exclusives. I remember... Well, there were, ex- like, Infamous... Uh... Not at launch. Uh, what you call it? Resistance? Fall yeah, game. like, that's the only game I remember being, like, a, the big system seller for the PS3 was the, it, Resistance and... Killzone? Fight... Killzone was, like, two years later. Not Killzone, Killzone 2. Killzone 2. Oh, Killzone 2? No, yeah, it, that... it came out, like, on the release. I remember yeah, buddy it did. I would double check that. I don't remember it being a release title. The releases. I mean, I've got some just Kill, confidence right now, but Killzone, Killzone, <laughs> Killzone Two uh, was a, a launch title. I'm like ninety nine percent sure because of the controversy that it had with that freaking pre rendered video the year prior. Like they I, had to go back and rework maybe, everything. I remember buying. I remember the only game worth buying was I bought Marvel Ultimate Alliance and I bought Resistance Fall of Man. And I thought Resistance was going to be... I like Resistance. Out. Yeah, I remember buying that like the day that Halo 3 came out. And then eventually buying Halo 3. Because mm. Killzone came out like a year or two later. When did the PS3 come out? 2005? Uh, 2000, when did the Xbox come out? 2006. 2006. Killzone 2 came out 2009. Oh. Holy shit. Yeah. But I Because... Yeah, I do remember that being like the big thing was everyone was like, "Oh man, this isn't this is running an engine." And then Killzone Two came out, and we were everyone was like, "The fuck is this? This isn't what you showed." And Gorilla was like, "Oh no, that was a proof concept." Well, that's what happens. That, like that cell engine, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on to number three, uh, we've talked about a little bit already. The Neo Geo AES. Uh, which launched in 1990 at $650. Um, with inflation, that comes out to be about $1,300 in today's money. I'm sorry, what, what was this? The Neo Geo AES. How much was it? 
It was six fifty at launch in nineteen ninety, which inflates to about thirteen hundred dollars in today's money. Okay. So imagine a video game system coming out that costs thirteen hundred dollars. Uh it, okay, it'd be unheard of. Thirteen thousand. No, 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 thirteen hundred, thirteen hundred. Uh, so the Neo Geo was was not an, uh, a failure of a console by any means. In fact, it, it had a pretty long lifespan. It was discontinued in early 2001, um, but it was it was individual games were sold uh, at at two hundred dollars. That was the base prices of these games. Because if you ever if you look at them, they're giant cartridges. They almost look like they almost look like motherboards uh, that would be able to plug into this fairly large console as well. And they were exact arcade ports, which at the time in 1990 was unheard of. You you were you were always going to have a much scaled down version of a game if you're playing an arcade game. Um, if you're looking to buy and collect now, several game most games base price right now are a thousand dollars and that's on top of the system which sells you know anywhere from from three to four thousand dollars if you want an original neo geo aes um but it was it was it was the only way to get arcade game arcade replicas in your home and and i and they marketed it like instead of spending all this money at an arcade why don't you get it at home i don't know anybody spending thirteen hundred dollars at an arcade maybe over the course of several years but I don't know. What do you guys think? What's his face? Uh, the King of Kong. He probably. Oh, sure. Course. I'm sure he got <laughs> one for free. You know what I mean? So at that point, he wasn't paying for video I mean, games. He was. What's the controller? A arcade stick? Or yeah, it was. It was an arcade stick. It's pretty. It's pretty big. There's a couple versions of the controllers. Um, one of them being super rare, like a gold version of it, but they're pretty big fight sticks. They're real clunky and they're not nice looking. Everything is really gross and dingy looking. Um, and I'm sure time has done that. But even if you look at ads for it back in the day, like it, it, it looks pretty gross. Um, wood panels on the side. No, nothing like that. Nothing like it's a Coleco vision. Yeah. Nothing, nothing like that. Nothing like that. Um, so that's kind of the last uh, success story that's in this that's in this list. Um, would anybody, without you know cheating, would anybody want to guess what number two is? Nintendo, uh, Panasonic 3DO. So <laughs> yeah, that's it. Number two, the Panasonic 3DO launched in nineteen and and. And let me, we'll talk about what, what I, why I'm saying the Panasonic version of it. So, so the, 3DO, the 3DO interactive multiplayer system came out in 1993 at a price of $700. $700 in 1993 was about $1,200. Um, so, so kind of the roughly the same price. So again, can you imagine paying $1,200 for a video game system? Um, so the it's weird thing of... Blu-ray player, right? <laughs> so the thing with 3DO was the the original founder of Electronic Arts came up with it, and several companies actually manufactured their own version of the 3DO. There were some that were cheaper um, than that seven hundred dollar price tag, but the most famous one was the Panasonic one. It was known to be kind of the best one uh, that had come out, and at the time, uh, it was the most powerful home console you could get, even rivaling uh, the Neo Geo. Um, it won uh, Time Magazine's Product of the Year in 1993. Um, but just the lack of games, the games that did come out were fairly either either educational puzzle games or like adult-oriented games. Um, just nobody bought <laughs> the thing. 
just nobody bought the thing. So just the seat price lack of games, the system failed uh, for that reason. And I think just because they kind of cannibalized themselves because they had all these different versions uh, of it. And it was discontinued in 1997, so just four years after it had launched. Yeah. All right, moving on to number one, the drum roll. Who, who thinks I, they got it? I think I do. I think I know. Nick, you think you got an idea? Oh, no, I'm doing the drum roll. Andrew, you think you got uh, an idea? Justin? No clue. No. no? Ed, what is it? Atari Jaguar. No. no. Atari no. Jaguar it was actually cheap. It was like 200 bucks. Wait, no. was it the, the... No, it wasn't. Was it that little sidekick cell phone? The Indian... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Damn. Because that's not $200 to your contract. That's on the go. Uh, just to give Ed... Uh, it launched at $250. Oh, okay. Yeah, launched at $250 in 1993. Oh, my God, that controller is dumb as shit. Anyway, the number one most expensive video game console at launch, not not what they're worth now, Hmm. but the most expensive one, came out also in 1990, same year as the Neo Geo, and it is the Philips CDI. Fuck, I forgot about that one. Really? Yeah, the Philips CDI, it launched at $1,000. And one thousand wow. dollars in nineteen ninety roughly inflates to about two grand now. So again, a two thousand dollar video game system, a video game system that as we all say launched PCs. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but Fair who built those up? And here's the thing, though: if you don't know this, uh, the the CDI is is the product of Nintendo dabbing Sony in the back from making a CD based system. To go to Philips to say, hey, we're going to make this system with you instead, and you can use our properties. And then that gave us PlayStation. So this shit-ass system is what kind of launched PlayStation to exist. Um, It came out with the worst Mario game, uh, which if you don't know is called Hotel Mario. (laughs) Wow. What? Worst? What would you say is the worst? Oh, no. It's not the worst, but... It's like it's got its moments. Are you the Philips CDI apologist here? Not the Philips CDI, just Hotel Mario. Did you you played Hotel Mario? Yeah, I played Hotel Mario. How'd you play Hotel Mario? Emulator. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's regarded as I'm not saying that it, it is for sure because I I don't have any experience playing it. It looks boring as shit to me because it's just going through a bunch of doors and I know in a hotel. What, I know what you're going to bring up as the next. A quote unquote worst game is, and it, I'll be an apologist for that too because <laughs> oh, it 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 doesn't deserve the hate because so, it gave uh, us some some of the greatest memes. I mean, okay, for 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 it's what I think lords it is, and meme lords, <laughs> it, yes. About it. <laughs> it also came out with the three Zelda games: uh, Link, the Faces of Evil, the Wand of I think it's Gamelon, Gamelon. Gamelon. Uh, and then Zelda's Adventure, which actually ended up getting canceled like right before the game. No, that came out. Oh, it did. You, you yeah. could play oh. as as Zelda. Okay, that's the whole thing. Um, so and it's if you if you don't know what these go- games are, uh, Google them, YouTube them, watch some gameplay. They are truly awful. The animation is terrible. Um, but Nick, go ahead and, and stick up for these games, Jim, my boy. Let me tell you, <laughs> like just. You don't even have to play the game. The game, the gameplay is uh, it ain't Zelda, definitely. But oh man, those cutscenes! God damn, 
Oh, so I mean, good. if you've if you've never seen the animated cartoon that le- that was the Legend of Zelda in the early '90s, uh, the whole series is on YouTube. I recommend watching it, but it's cutscenes similar to that. Well, excuse me, princess. <laughs> uh, no, you have to. You have to. Oh, you guys, if you have extend that a little it, bit more. It, it, excuse me, princess. Didn't you try to like need, swindle a kiss out of her too? You need oh, to oh, watch he, he it. He was a horn dog. Yeah. yeah, it made it made Link seem like a real fucking piece of shit, <laughs> like a real Same. scummy. Isn't piece of he shit. though? <laughs> yeah, he definitely he is. is. He goes like, into people's houses, smashes jars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it takes whatever he wants out of people's houses. Yeah, no, real dick. Yeah, I mean, I call dick. that an adventure, but I don't know. If you're not running into your <laughs> neighbors' right, me... houses and smashing their pots, well, how you are you really living? All right, All right let me let me go ahead and do that to your place with adventurers. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Do you remember, guys, when we went to uh, one of the pinball and arcade expos, and they had, they were playing? I know exactly what you're talking about. I was just thinking about that. We were we got to I got to play a CDI for a few minutes, and I got to play. I think the um the the wand of of Gamelon. I think I think that's the one I got to play. Um, and it's the controller is stupid. If, if you haven't seen the controller, it's real dumb looking. Um, and it just it just it, it overall it looks like a a VHS player, uh, that's got legs. Or VCR that's got legs and has this real big giant Panasonic logo up top. Their graphics system was called like Real Graphics, and it was it was a powerhouse. But the problem is, is it ended up being mostly educational games. Like it mostly was like point and click educational games. Um, but it was one of the first three D platforms, you know. So give it its due, but at the same time, you know, it, it just the Nintendo sixty four the PlayStation, all these systems, you know, the Super Nintendo even, all these systems that preceded it with similar styles came out hundreds and hundreds of dollars cheaper than this. So that's uh, that's that's where we are. So the Philips CDI was the most expensive video game console to ever come out. Now, what they're worth, I honestly don't know. I don't know what is the most, the most expensive console to buy now is. Um... I, I'm sure it's one of those weird ones like, um, uh, I don't know, like the Intellivisions or like a Sega Nomad, you know? I don't know if you know what a Sega Nomad is, but something like that would be would be a weird one. I would I'd love a that. Sega Nomad, actually. <laughs> What's that? I would have loved a Sega Nomad as a, a kid. A Sega Nomad is all a vir- I don't A Virtual Boys, I don't think, I think they go for maybe six seven hundred dollars mm-hmm. I don't know, though. I, I would think it's probably something that that to me is just a novelty piece that sets on a desk. Like there's, there's no reason to play a virtual boy, but I will give it this though. Kind of like the Sega Saturn, it's extremely difficult to play. And I'm sure it has something to do with just the stupidity of the, of the production line, but it's very hard to play emulated games uh, for a virtual boy. Or, uh... Just because that Wario game that came out is actually a pretty fucking good game. So, mm. so a CDI on eBay goes for about two hundred and forty bucks. <laughs> really? How much? Yeah. That's not bad. Jim, I would like to interject here and say that you did miss one console that was at the six hundred dollar mark. Which one was that? The Apple Pippin. <laughs> I don't. I think. I think this list of 
avoided the the one that I because I did a bunch of research and I saw a bunch of different lists and I think because that is considered a computer, it it because I know exactly what you're talking about. It didn't include that. And I was mainly doing home consoles. But tell us about the Pippin though. Is it a computer though? Because I, I remember, mean, I, I remember it being. You were the educated one. You tell me, sir. Oh, it wasn't a computer. The end. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did, what kind of? What did it have on it? I mean, it was a CD-based game. Uh, what year did it come out? Japan and US ninety-eight. Oh, okay. No, ninety-six. I remember it though being like it came it's... out and then it was discontinued like a year later. Yeah, I I know what you're talking about, and I know that it's only constituted <laughs> as a com- game console and not a computer because it does oh, not Apple have its bon- own. It, it was I yep Apple Bondi Bondi had a, had a hand in it. No, yeah, it huh, didn't I don't know its... why this wasn't really included. It's confused as an Apple computer because it only played games that also came out on the uh, Macs at the time. But the difference was that it because it didn't have an OS, it, the OS <laughs> was bound to the discs for mm-hmm. the Pippin. It's um, utilized as a game console. And then big in Japan. Operating yeah. system was Mac OS. Uh, it was a CD-ROM. See, I think that's why it was running Mac OS and it was considered a CD-ROM system. Um, so Pippin had no games. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when Bondi released the U.S. version, it had only 18 games and applications sold separately. And six CDs that came with the Pippin itself. Upgrades to the Pippin browser was released as a new CD over time, and so was an update to TV Works, a text and drawing program. Yeah. This is not a video game system. I don't know. Look at the games list below. I'm I'm looking at a blank screen. <laughs> Anime designer Dragon Ball Z. Oh, no, no. You got to go down to like uh, for a little further. You got Ultraman. You got Power Ranger Zio, Gundam Wars. Mr. Potato Head Saves Veggie Valley. There that you go. That sounds like a good one. <laughs> That's a classic, man. So apparently the Power Ranger Zio game is actually a lot of fun. Why did that make Nick laugh so hard? <laughs> That's so... I got to find this game. <laughs> The oh, things on, that make Nick, you, Nick laugh like this. Are you telling me that Tamagotchi CD-ROM is not a game? <laughs> uh, I mean, there's games that will help me balance my checkbook. <laughs> yeah, you're playing one right now. It's called Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's learning how to be a CEO, damn it. <laughs> that, that involves balancing a checkbook. There's a game called Yellows. Oh, okay, all right. I, I'm going to read this off. There's a game called Yellows 2.0. Tokyo, 1993. Uh, <laughs> little, little, racist, uh, little, little racist. Little racist. Little racist. Little racist. Oh, well, I mean, you didn't, you didn't finish it. It says called it's, Tokyo, 1993. No. Yeah, no, no. It's Yellows 2.0, Tokyo, 1993, Akira Gomi Photographs. <laughs> Is Yellows oh. a photograph company, for God's sakes? I guess. I don't know. Look but at how yeah. many say non-game on it when you look at the... Yeah, but when you look at the game description, non-game. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, but, edutainment. By, by that, I mean, if you're going by that, then I mean, wh- what systems were you talking about that were mostly entered like edutainment and also I mean, adults? Philip CDI, you're right, but yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's got Zelda and Mario. That's that is video gaming. I yeah, but do we, Pico. we want to forget those. <laughs> 
Oh man, and on that note, with uh, with the Sega Pit or the uh, the uh, the Apple, Apple Pippin, Apple uh, we will uh, we will bid you adieu, and uh, we will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been Retrospect. Yeah.